Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. Final hour of the program as we are broadcasting live here in Stevens Point. Point Brewing to be exact. And uh, took some pictures earlier today. If you want to follow them over on the uh, or on the Facebook fan page and on Instagram, you can see them there. Just simply The Bill Michael Show in both places. Uh, looking down the street at the front entrance of Point Brewing and such. And uh, the beer garden. Really great place and great weather and only a few few clouds in the sky and that's about it this portion of the program speaking of great places brought to you by our friends at the water doctors and they are one of our uh bigger sponsors uh this year for the motorcycle ride coming up on sunday september 3rd they and veterans america sponsoring the stage at uh, the uh, post ride event as the cheap shots are going to take the stage out at uh, steel tank brewing but uh, the water doctors stepped up and uh, said they wanted to do more so they did and they put their money where their mouth is and uh, we can't say thanks enough to John Atley and his staff. And they are, by the way, one of the best water softening systems out there. That's the Connecticut Water Softening System. You want to get a hold of John anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, or just simply go to h2odoctors.com, h2, the letter O, doctors.com, and you can see for yourself. And if you're outside of their area, that's fine. They put you in touch with another Connecticut dealer and, they all work together, so good stuff. But thanks to John Atley and his staff for uh, coming to the uh, coming to the rescue, so to speak, on the bands and the costs, and so they uh, they take care of all that. Good, good stuff. And if you want to chime in and uh, you know be a part, become a part of the ride on Sunday, September third, we can't ask you and recommend it enough. If you ride a motorcycle, it doesn't matter what type it is, whether it is a Kawasaki, a Harley, an Indian. Velocity, whatever it is, uh, come on out and join us Sunday, September 3rd. And if you just simply go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run, Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run, uh, we would love to have you. So uh, hopefully you, uh, you know, go there, see some of the information, use the QR code or the link, get pre-registered, and then we will see you on Sunday, September 3rd, down at the Milwaukee Harley-Davidson Museum. So there you go. Um the uh, Jason says, uh, I'll take your word for it. Uh, do you think, uh, do you know the thumb was broken? With Favre, it was obvious, and he went to a hand specialist, I seem to remember. Um, I'm only going by what we were told. That's it. I, I, I you know, I mean, I, I'm taking other people's word for it. So uh, the cat kind of got out of the bag when Aaron Rodgers was talking to the, uh, the person from uh, the Make-A-Wish event who kind of broke the story. And then verified it after the fact. Or maybe he wanted that to get out in that particular way. I don't know. But uh, regardless, I mean, the, that was what the report was. Nobody um, refuted it, I guess. Then again, I mean, who's going to refute Rodgers at the time? But I, I just uh, I can only assume that it was like a hairline fracture of some type. I mean, broke makes it sound like it was broke, dislocated and such and would need surgery at the end of a season, and it didn't. Maybe it was just a hairline fracture. Um, but I but I, I can't imagine Rodgers uh, – I mean, it, you know, again, he was so emphatic when the media asked about it to say it was hurt and didn't say it was broke. I can't imagine that he wanted that to, to kind of be leaked out the way it kind of came out. But, you know. Stranger things have happened. Who knows? But the, the bottom line is is we're only taking the word for it that it was broke. I mean, me, I don't have a, any other knowledge that, you know, there was something there or that, um, you know, that he, uh, you know, we didn't see x-rays or anything like that. It's not like, you know, it's not like 
uh, Shanahan out in uh, for the 49ers camp who actually will hold up x-rays and has shown x-rays before, you know. So we'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. Uh, we'd love to talk with you today. Phone line's open. I know you got a Brewers game going on in many different areas. But that being said, we're talking some Packers football, talking a little Bucks basketball. Bucks, by the way, tomorrow – uh, the last pick in the draft, not that uh, you're going to get a last pick in the draft to really help you a lot, but they need some additional help specifically defensively. Uh, and they need an, uh, a nasty person. They need somebody who can give you – now, Crowder was supposed to be that guy and just never panned out that way. Now, I don't know uh, what they're – or how they're going to use uh, with the, the new head coach, how they're going to use him. But uh, we'll wait and see if John Horst has something up his sleeve. The rumor has it that they're trying to move up, but then again, other teams are as well. So, uh, because this draft does not seem to be nearly as deep as some of the drafts in the past, so we'll wait and see if the Bucks are able to do anything. But kind of an anticlimactic night tomorrow night when you talk about the NFL or about the NBA draft. Not, not a lot of interest looking over that fence as the Bucks don't have really much uh, draft capital there. I guess is the best way to put it. Um. This is Luis who writes, uh, hey, guys, love the pro- – he's listening to us out in Fitchburg, by the way. He says, uh, talk about Luke Fickle. What are your thoughts on Fickle's season? How many wins this year? Luis, I, nine? I mean, I know that uh, they are picked like third or fourth overall in the Big Ten, and many publications, including betting sites, are picking them to win the West. So maybe, maybe nine? Something like that. Um, I, I know there's a lot of excitement. I know he's brought in quite a bit of talent. You went from a team that really didn't have anything but one legit starting quarterback to now you got a team that's got maybe four. So, I mean, what he's done and the transformation that he's been able to accomplish in, you know, what, six months has been amazing. And certainly there's a lot of excitement. Probably the most excitement I can remember in a long time. Go back to the year that maybe Brett beat him in his second to last year. Uh, the Badgers got off to a fast start. Uh, I think they were undefeated. They were going to face Ohio State out of Camp Randall. Uh, there was a ton of excitement back then. Uh, a couple of years ago with Paul Christ and uh, about three years ago when they were, uh, you know, picked to win the West and maybe actually challenge Ohio State for the top spot in the Big Ten. But that's about the last two times I can remember this much excitement, um, you know, short of Barry Alvarez being there. But Luke Fickle has certainly drawn a lot of attention and a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of, um, you know, fence lookers, I'll say, as I call it, you know, people that are kind of looking over the top of that to say that they're excited and they're going to kind of wait and see. But there's a lot of people that are excited about Badger football this year and about the direction they're heading. So, and if this year's good, then you, you kind of, you know, you, you don't allow yourself to dare to dream, but you kind of want to, to see what the next, you know, 24 and 25 are going to be. As the recruiting classes continue to grow, uh, we all know that, you know, guys can jump into the portal and things can change. But, you know, I, I think there's a lot of excitement for Luke Fickle and what he's done with his Badger program. So I'm going to start at nine wins, and hopefully they shock the world and kind of go from there. Uh, 877-867-1670, the phone number. Give us a shout. Uh, Austin Manning, the phone's back in the studio, back in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. So if you got something to say and you want to chime in, do it. Give it to us. Chris, listening to us in Milwaukee, says uh, the Milwaukee Brewers may make a deal or two at the trade deadline, but how much of their depth in the minor league system do they actually want to give up? You never want to give up any of it. You want to you want to steal as much as you can, but you, you, you can't get something for nothing, right? 
and I don't know what direction they're going to go. Again, going back to the question regarding Uribe, who's now made his way into AAA, I don't think they're going to give up a lot of their young their their young quality arms unless you're getting a bigger name and a controllable contract back in return. So I think what you're going to see is some minor a minor deal or two, and you're going to do it for a uh, maybe a player that's an aging player that's looking for some greener pastures. Um, or you're going to find a young guy that may be ready to come up and contribute, or a minor piece that could be a defensive replacement type of player, or maybe a guy that could just be a DH uh, for a stick. But you're not going to get a major deal done. I would be surprised, unless the Brewers go on a roll. Let's say they get on a roll between now and the All-Star break, and all of a sudden they're leading the division by six or seven games, and and it's no longer a question as to whether or not they're going to win the division, but more so... Uh, how they're going to be able to compete in the postseason, then I think things change. Maybe and maybe the outlook changes. But I just don't think at this point in time Matt Arnold wants to give up too much. But you want to be there. Don't get me wrong. You want to be there because anything can happen. I've talked about that time and again. You just, you know, look at Cincinnati getting hot at the right time in the middle of the season. It took them a 10-game win streak to get up on the Brewers in the National League Central, but here they are. You know, maybe, that, maybe they got hot at the right time. So if the Brewers can get healthy and put something like that together at the end of the season, and, you know, you get hot like that in the postseason, then sure enough, you know, so why not? Uh, and, again, looking at the way this year has played out with a lot of the top teams, you know, payroll-wise in baseball really not doing much, I mean, you know, I, I hate to say why not. I mean, the likelihood of them winning a World Series is, is, is minimal at this point. But, you know, again, dare to dream, I guess. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's talk to John listening to us up in Wausau. John, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Pretty good. Hey, What's up? I want to make a comment about Aaron Rodgers and his broken thumb. I find it yeah. hard to believe that he actually had a broken thumb or even a fractured thumb. Because as Why soon is as that? the season was over, boy, he went golfing. Look where he placed. Mm-hmm. Well, I, no, I agree with that. Uh, we because we talked about that. Remember, though, early on last year is when that thumb got broke. So usually, a broken bone takes about six weeks to heal. And considering that if it was a hairline fracture, then you kind of look at it and say, okay, you know, maybe it, it wasn't, uh, you know, something that was going to take six weeks. Maybe it takes four weeks. And then you look also, don't forget, at, you know, the procedures they have in the National Football League to where when you look at that, they've got round-the-clock ability to help, you know, heal, help the healing process, I guess is the best way to put it. So. You could look at the Packers and you could look at Aaron Rodgers and go after, what was it, week five, I think, is when he broke it. That was against the Giants over in London. So that is how many weeks after the fact? I mean, what do you got, 13 weeks after that? So after that, yeah, he could go golfing. Why not? I, that's why I appreciate the phone call. Um, and that's why when you look at, say, week 14, week when the, the Packers started to play better football, okay, they get the win, say you go to, like, what was it, um, Oh, uh, they, they lost to the Eagles, and that was the game where he sat. Then they came back, they beat the Bears the following week, and they started to go on that roll, remember. And his numbers started to go up. They had the bye week late because the bye week came like, what, week 14 or something like that. Uh, week 15, they ended up getting the win uh, that week as well because that was that Monday night game when they played the Rams, and they, they, they beat the Rams up pretty solidly uh, getting the win. I think they doubled them up 24-12, to 12, and then – uh, they ended up winning, you know, 
w- damn near winning out because they ended up beating the Dolphins right after that. That was a weird game, though, because they didn't play extremely well. They had the mix-up in the end zone that almost cost them. And uh, instead, they ended up getting the win after Tua went down with yet another concussion. Week 17, they ended up getting the win again, and he looked incredible against the Vikings uh, and looked really solid then. And then obviously losing the game in such ugly fashion, 20-16, to where the offense was just – they just got beat up. They got manhandled in the trenches. They got beat by the Alliance, and uh, that was the end of their season. But, yeah, after this season, he could have gone golfing because you would assume if an injury is a hairline fracture, it's probably not a full six, six weeks to heal, and that happened in week five. So you got to figure by maybe week ten, that thing for the most part was pretty much healed up and he wasn't shooting it up, unless, of course, he was banging it on helmets or banging it around on the daily. But remember, at that point in time, Jordan Love was taking a lot of the starter snaps in practice. So he wasn't even going through practice like that. Now, if the thumb got banged in a game or two along the way, I'm sure it probably still hurt in week 14 or 15 or 16. But by the end of the season, a couple of weeks after the fact, yeah, you know, if you go golfing, it's probably not a big deal. Probably not too big a deal. That's why when people made a big deal out of it with the broken thumb, I thought, boy, that that would make, make it like, 12, 13, 14 weeks to heal. He'd have to be one of the worst healing people on the face of the earth to not heal up a fracture, a hairline fracture, we'll say, um, within a 12 to 13-week period because most of them take four to six. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Go ahead and give us a shout if you choose to do so. Uh, And we are, again, broadcasting live up here in uh, in Stevens Point at uh, Point Brewery. So if you want to swing by and say hi, go ahead and feel free to do so. We're going to be in Wausau a little bit later on tonight over in Rothschild at the bar. Coming up later on this evening, if tickets are still available for the event, I don't think they are, but you never know. And this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there, Robert's Specialty Meats in Waukesha. And whether it's sausages, the Al Capone roast, ribs on a stick, the chicken parm skewers, whatever it may be, or even some of their sauces, go to Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha, Dot com Sunset Drive in Waukesha, fantastic place. They are your hometown butcher. Roberts Specialty Meats Waukesha. dot com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom-made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes. We customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. Welcome back. We are broadcasting in uh, Stevens Point. 
point brewing. Loving it up here. My first time. So it's uh, it's great to be here, and it's great to, uh, to kind of hang out at the brewery. And, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's been fun. It's been a fun day, and it's still not over. That's the best part about it. Still got some time to kind of hang out for a little while, maybe have a beverage, one, before we hit the road and head up to uh, Wausau into Rothschild. We're coming up later on tonight. The cigar dinner is going to get underway at the bar, so we're going to – and I'm going to, I think I'm going to stop over to the Harley dealer uh, there as well. Uh, Jason said, see now our Woodruff still a couple of weeks away, which is kind of what we thought about, you know, the end of the month. Uh, you kind of figured he'd probably be a few weeks away and then start the, the, the rehab and throwing and such and then see what happens. And uh, hopefully they would – I think the, the, the thought was maybe getting back right after the All-Star break, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Jason also says Atlanta, uh, San Diego. I'm not even digging deep. I suppose what I'll do is ask those who see us in the playoffs what uh, what's the ceiling here? Um, the ceiling for the Brewers. I think the ceiling for the Brewers is only as high as the prospects are going to take you. To be honest with you. Um. I, I, you know, we can talk about money, but I don't think money's necessarily the end-all, be-all. I think it's, you, you know, you're drafting, you're developing. I think it's, um, you know, I go back to when uh, Theo took over down in Chicago. And when he did, he brought everybody in the organization together to create a organizational-wide philosophy of what it is they were going to do. So what everybody had their their bullet points, everybody had everybody was on the same page. And then they all started to kind of pull the rope in the same direction. I my assumption is the Brewers organization is like that. You know, everybody wants to draft, everybody wants to develop, everybody wants to move guys up and make them better. Um, but I, I think you're only as good as the people that are scouting and finding the talent. You know, I mean, I, what else are you going to say, right? You know, if you're if you're picking a bunch of bums, then you're going to end up with a team full of bums. Unless, of course, you're willing to spend the money and go out and supplement them. I don't, <laughs> you know, it's, it's on one hand, you can say it's not rocket, rocket science, but sometimes organizations make it look like it's supposed to be. You know, you just find guys that can play. And I don't care if you find, because some organizations will say, well, we're stockpiled at the outfield. Who cares? You know? I go with the early on Ted Thompson philosophy. Ted Thompson, in his first few years, he didn't care if he had 40 quarterbacks or 20 safeties or 20 wide receivers. He didn't care. Just pick the best player available and watch it all just kind of pan out because eventually you're going to need them anyway. And, you know, David Stearns, we had on the program uh, uh, last year, and David Stearns said, look, we're going to utilize the entire 40-man roster and maybe more because – Everybody's going to get their 400 at-bats. Um, you know, you're going to put players in position to be successful. You're going to try to move guys around to where, you know, when it comes to pitching and when it comes to relieving and guys that are ailing and, you know, and guys that aren't playing well and guys that are playing well, moving them up and down and moving them around. I mean, sometimes you need to swing your way out of a slump, don't get me wrong, but, you know, it's utilizing the entire pool of talent that you have available to you. And if your pool of talent is not good, then you're not going to be a good baseball team. It's that simple. But a lot of the times, it's not necessarily the amount of money you spend. It's who you're spending it on. You know, that's it. Uh, as far as the ceiling goes for the Brewers, 
as uh, as was stated earlier, I think the ceiling is as high as you know you want it to be. I hate to be cliche and say it's as as high as the talent, but it's kind of true. You know, it's not as high. Not as your ceiling's not high because of money. Your ceiling is high because of talent. That that's the reality of where you're at baseball wise. Uh, speaking of baseball. Uh, you got some games going on right now. Cincinnati and Colorado, bottom of the seventh. They're tied up at three apiece at this point. The Cubs are beating the hell out of the Pirates as the Cubs continue to win and are trying to scratch and claw their way back to 500. They're 35 and 38. They're six to one right now, bottom of the seventh, and uh, they are beating up on the Pirates. Pirates only two hits, an error, and one run on the day, and the Cubs up six to uh, six to one. Uh, meanwhile, just uh, getting underway in the bottom of the first. Brewers with Contreras at the plate. Uh, the Diamondbacks and the Brewers are scoreless as of right now. So uh, hopefully the Brewers, uh, like I said, get the win, win the series, uh, kind of springboard themselves forward. But uh, with uh, with Cincinnati right now hanging on. Cincinnati, by the way, uh, um, they've been able to pound out a lot of hits, specifically late in ball games as of late. I mean, they've been able to get the comeback from behind wins and the belief wins and the cardiac wins and whatever you want to call it. And uh, the Brewers – have put a couple of those together here as of late, too. So, you know, maybe confidence breeds a little bit of that success in late-inning heroics for the Brewers along the way. But we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on those scores throughout the afternoon or at least up until the end of the program today. Other, where, other places, uh, you got 6-1, to one, the Rays over the Orioles right now in a battle in the East. Uh, the Marlins trailing the Blue Jays 6-3 to three right now as well. Kansas City and the Tigers, Tigers up 5-2. to two. And uh, the Mets and the Astros just getting underway. Bottom of the first, uh, the Astros at home taking on the Mets. And uh, Altuve at the plate leading things off. And that game is scoreless. Coming up later on this afternoon, uh, the Cardinals are in Washington taking on the Nationals. The Braves and the Phillies go out at the Yankees hosting the Mariners. Guardians doing the same to the A's. Twins at home in the Red Sox. Uh, The Rangers on the road in Chicago taking on the White Sox. The Dodgers and the Angels uh, across the street from one another out in L.A. They're uh, going at it later on tonight, and same thing uh, with San Francisco and San Diego. So that's the way things line up, and uh, we'll keep you up to date. As to all, though, the Pirates, by the way, uh, just played it a couple of runs. Two-run shot, so it's now 6-3. to three. Pirates trying to come back on the Cubs. So there you have it. 877-867-1670. The uh, This one is from Jake, and Jake says, uh, Hey, Bill. Uh, I still think the Brewers need a bat and an arm. Do you think Uribe comes up uh, at the end of the season? It's possible. If he has success in AAA at Nashville, because he was pretty pretty powerful with 40-plus uh, strikeouts in his 15 appearances with Biloxi, if he has the same success in, in Nashville, then, yeah, I can see him making a move up. I can see them bringing him up, especially if you're going to need pitching down the stretch if you're, like, in it. Uh, otherwise, if you're not, no. I, I don't think they'd bring him up. I think he would just kind of sit in AAA, finish out the season, get the full year of uh, AAA seasoning, and then see where he lands next year come spring training. But only if you're in it and you need that extra bullpen arm are you going to see uh, Uribe come up. So I just otherwise, no, I don't believe so. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, do it. Uh, This one's from uh, Jake who says, oh, no, I already got that one. This one is from uh, Zach. Zach says, um, hey, Bill, uh, what direction do you think the Bucs are going to go? Is there a big trade in their future? Uh, I still think they need another big man that can shoot from the outside. 
Uh, well, you bring up Nikolai Jokic. Uh, no, Nikola Jokic is – he's a one-off, man. You're not going to find that. There's nobody like that that floating around out there, you know. Uh, I do know that uh, the NBA is talking about increasing the salary cap, so maybe there might be some additional guys that you might be able to pick up or a guy that you can pick up, and if you're willing to, you know, pay a little bit over that. Uh, but beyond that, no. Um, you know, and even the league said, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was a little bit earlier today, that they're still kind of, quote, projecting the final figures, you know. Uh, and under the, under the new collective bargaining agreement, don't forget, uh, it goes into effect starting next season. The salary cap can rise a maximum of 10% per season. And uh, last year's salary cap was set at $123.6 million. Um, the maximum the cap could be for this year would be 136 point or 136 million and then uh you know 165.2 respectively the year after so but i don't see it getting so dramatic that uh, the bucks are going to go out and start you know spending a bunch of money on whoever may be a free agent i and and again i think because uh, i got asked a question here and this is by jesse who says do you think draymond green would come to milwaukee and be that guy I doubt it. I think he wants to go back to uh, Sacramento uh, or Golden State, but um, I think that he's going to test the waters because this is the first time he's ever been a free agent, so certainly he's going to want to be courted. He's going to want to look around a little bit. Maybe maybe somebody you know, drops an obscene amount of money on him. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, I still think he ends up going back to Golden State. But I, and you know what? I don't know if I – he, he brings – if he wasn't such a head case for the way he plays, I, I think, yeah, you could probably take a definite look in that direction if you're willing to pay that extra money. Otherwise, no. He, he just brings some baggage, man. I don't think you need that in that Bucks locker room, to be honest with you. Just don't. So I just um, kind of thinking, no, he's going to end up back at Golden State before it's all said and done. They're going to make another run. And I think Golden State would be a viable team depending on what else they do where they could um, make another run uh, in the West. I mean, I know Denver's kind of the favorite right now, and depending on where CP3 goes. And I, I'll be honest, I don't think Chris Paul helps the Lakers very much. I think it's just another old retread that's going to go there and find his way into anonymity because he's going to, you know, cave under the shadow of LeBron, and LeBron's going to come back. LeBron, I know he's taking his time to make his decision, but he's going to come back for his 20th year and make the rounds and take the accolades, and he eventually wants to play with his son if he can. Uh, but I don't think Chris Paul adds a lot to that team. And Chris Paul, by the way, I mean, look at the numbers he put up this year between him and Booker prior to uh, KD getting there. And it was one of his worst years. Percentage-wise, shooting-wise, points-per-game-wise, I, I, I don't think he adds much to that team. So I still think it would be maybe the Denver Nuggets, um, maybe Phoenix with the Bradley Beal deal. Uh, maybe they get a little bit younger and a little bit better. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you're going to have Golden State right there. Those are probably the top three teams. I think this year's run as well with the Lakers was maybe a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I, I just – I thought they got hot at the right time. They were a team that flailed all season long, just didn't look that good, and then they just got hot. So I just think that that's – I don't think they're going to have it in them again coming up next year, you know. 
877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our buddy Scott Ellis at Homeside Financial. Good stuff going on there, and I know a lot of people say it's, you know, it's not a great housing market. It is. It is a great housing market. And the best part about it is, and he keeps telling me, you know, you get it. You get it now. You get pre-qualified. And then you refinance in a year or so down the road and bring that interest rate down. And uh, you still get the house of your dreams because right now the price, the overall price is coming down a little bit. So why not go ahead and do it? Plus, he's got something called the 2-1 buy down where you could end up in 4.5% to start out. So think about that. I don't know all the details. I don't claim to know all the details. That's not my realm of expertise. But get a hold of my buddy Scott. That's his realm of expertise. Again, if you're looking to uh, buy a home, get pre-qualified for a mortgage, 414-791-7771 here in the state of Wisconsin, 414-791-7771. That's Homeside Financials. Team Ellis, again, get a hold of Scott, 414-791-777. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Cigar dinner coming up tonight. We are going to be at uh, the bar in Wausau, and really in Rothschild uh, tonight. But uh, when usually I'm home and uh, I'm in the area, I'm at the Nice Ash Cigar Bar, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Big supporter of veterans, by the way. Big supporter of veterans. And I uh, love going to the Nice Ash, whether it's for the bourbons, the whiskeys. They have the huge walk-in humidor with a big selection. Uh, and they have live entertainment on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, they even have hookahs. Uh, every time I'm in there, somebody walks in and says, you have hookahs? And then uh, they, they love it. So I uh, love seeing people down at the Nice Ash. Matter of fact, uh, it's either going to be Friday night or Sunday night. We're probably going to be there. Got some friends coming to town, and that's one of the places they want to go. So if you're in the area, swing by, and we'll probably say hi to you. But uh, nevertheless, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Friday Night Live now in full swing downtown as well. So you've got Friday Night Live taking place. Uh, also, when they shut the streets down, they put music on the streets. People just out walking around and taking some carryalls and just kind of enjoying themselves. That uh, That's Nice Ash Cigar Bar, theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com. And as they say down there, get your ash in here. Uh, we are broadcasting live. We are here in, uh, in Stevens Point at uh, Point Brewery and just loving it, loving it down here. So um, I got a question uh, from Jerry. Jerry says, hey, Bill, just a curiosity question, a couple of them. Has any city that has the big four pro sports teams, the NBA, the MLB, NFL, and NHL, ever won all four championships the same year? I have no idea. No idea. Austin, that might be a you question. That might be a Google question for you. Has any city ever won the NBA? Has any city – that has the big four uh, pro sports teams, NBA, MLB, NFL, and NHL, ever won all four championships the same year? Um, I do not believe. I think Boston's the closest to that. I think South. Boston had uh, what? The Bruins? I think, I think they had the Bruins, the the Celtics, Celtics. and was it the Red Sox or was maybe it the Red if Sox you consider or the New England? I mean, Boston's yeah. got to be the closest closest option. I can look up, try, find a, try to find the closest yeah. one. Because there's only a few of them that have all four like that. And they consider New England uh, the Boston market. But it's a great question. You would figure New York. There's L.A. Um, 
trying to think who else has all four. That's that's man, that's 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 a good question. You know, when you think about that. Um trying to think you gotta you gotta go to where they have all four. So Buffalo doesn't have an NBA team. Detroit the Red Wings, the Lions, well, no, because the Lions have never won it. Um, man. Here we go. Quick Google search. No city has ever won more than two championships in the four major sports in the same season. Okay. I don't know no if that counts New England as Boston, but yeah. that's just what the quick Google says. Okay. There you go. Austin's all over it, man. There you go. Because uh, I'm thinking it, the only ones that I can think of would be New York, L.A., Philadelphia, Boston, um, Dallas doesn't have – well, yeah, they technically do if you go with the Texas Rangers. Um, there's not many teams that have all of them. So, is it? Somebody done it? Uh, the Patriots, Red Sox, Celtics, and Bruins have all won championships by defeating teams from St. Louis. Boston is the only city to have won a championship in all four sports by beating the team from the same city. There you go. But have they won it in the same year? That I don't know. Think about that. Oh, okay. So they beat up on St. Louis. There you have it. But in the same year, have they all held the championships? Ah, probably not. There you go. Good question. Uh, then he goes on, by the way. The curiosity question continues. He said, how did a very conservative medical staff in Green Bay let Aaron Rodgers play with a broken thumb? I feel Jordan Love could have won at least a couple of those five games that they lost, maybe more, and the season would look quite different if that had actually happened. That is from Bear. Um, I, I don't – the only thing I can think of, Bear, is that, you know, going back to the caller before that said he didn't believe the thumb was broken, maybe the thumb had a hairline in it. And as long as it's tolerable and Rodgers wants to play and it's not the, – the way the medical staff would look at it is this. Can the thumb be hurt worse by just playing? Now, you can always re-break a thumb on a helmet. You can always hit it and dislocate it or what have you. But it wasn't fully broken. Uh, I, it's Because it didn't require surgery, it wasn't like Dak Prescott's thumb. That was broken to the point where it was cracked – and they needed to put a pin in it, okay? This, to me, was it's broke, but it's a hairline fracture. You can see a crack, but it's not broken. It's not dislocated. It's not broken. It, the, the bone hasn't snapped through, you know? So you see the little hairline where the fracture is, but it's not, you know what I mean? So if it's not any, if it's not going to get any worse through the normal rigors of playing in the NFL, you tape it up, you shoot it up, then I don't see any problem with him playing, which is probably what they told Aaron Rodgers was, if you can tolerate it, you can play. And Rodgers was not. No way was Rodgers ever going to give up that mantra to Jordan Love. He just he wasn't going to do it. So uh, I agree with you. When you look at that, say, Detroit game and how poorly Rodgers played, specifically the, uh, the uh, touchdown pass or the interceptions in the red zone, absolutely you might have been able to win that game. So, uh, and with what we saw him do against Philadelphia, you know, had he come in against Detroit, had he played one more of those games, maybe a game against the Jets or something, maybe it might have looked a little bit different. Absolutely. 
Uh, and that was something that hindsight being what it is, we all questioned towards the end of the season had Rodgers not played those games and been, you know, at least a game after, remember, maybe the game after the uh, the Giants game or two games after that, right? Maybe. Because in week six, um, the Packers faced the Jets, remember. They lost that game 27, what was it, 27-10, I think. Uh, and then the week after that, they played the Commanders. They lost to the Commanders, remember, 23-21. They could have won that game, you know. Had Jordan Love played that game, uh, or even the week following, remember, they played uh, up in Buffalo, lost to the Buffalo Bills. But then they ended up losing that 15-9 game against the Lions. So three, four weeks down the road, could could they have played Jordan Love in a couple of those games and maybe one, they might have been able to beat the Commanders, might have been able to beat the Jets. And you're, you're absolutely right. The season would have looked dramatically different uh, getting into the postseason as one of the hotter teams who had won, what, five out of six down the stretch? They would have been one of the hotter teams going into the postseason. So I absolutely I agree with you. It, it it probably was more so up to Aaron than it was anybody else. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, that's the phone number to do so. Final segment coming up. We'll also give you an update when we come back as to what the Brewers are doing and the rest of the National League Central, including the Cincinnati Reds. Stay tuned. We got more up here at Point Brewery coming up next. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless, even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. Central coming up here in just a minute. Got to say thanks to our friends at the Social House, H-A-U-S. Uh, Dan and his staff, great job over there on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. And uh, don't forget, if you stop in on Sunday mornings, you can get a Bloody Mary, you can get an old-fashioned, get a cocktail of any type, and it's free pancakes for you. So you, you can wash those down. That's not a bad way to go. That's our friends over there at the Social House, H-A-U-S, Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. You can stop in and tell them we said hi. We, on the other hand, Broadcasting live up here in uh, Stevens Point at Point Brewery. And, uh, again, i uh, got to say thanks to our friend uh, Joe Martino and the staff up here. Joe's – I've known Joe for years and years and years. He's been such a great friend, and uh, it's a shame he's not here today. He went to see his son out in L.A., and he's on his way back. But uh, he's, he didn't make it for today's program, but he was really excited about this and uh, being out here in the beer garden and, and kind of enjoying the day. And so uh, thanks to the staff and management here at Point Brewing, and uh, we certainly uh, appreciate all the hospitality that uh, they've shown us here this afternoon 
uh, and earlier today as well. And then, like I said, I'm going to head over to the gift shop for a little bit. And then after that, uh, we're heading into Rothschild, where we're going to uh, make a stop at the bar just below Wausau and uh, going to probably swing by the Harley dealership real quick. And then uh, we've got the cigar dinner coming up tonight. And then uh, and then back in Milwaukee tomorrow morning and uh, then coming up this weekend, I think we're going to be uh, doing some stuff over at the over in Cedarburg at Stra- the Strawberry Festival. And we've got a Fisher House outing at Sherwood Forest for an archery shoot coming up on Sunday. So we're all over the place. Uh, but a lot of good stuff going on, a lot of worthwhile stuff. So it's 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 awesome. It's awesome. Uh, 877-867-1670. Merlin says LaFleur and Goody both said Rogers playing with a thumb still gave them the best chance to win. I know, right? Now, they could have been just saying that, right? Between you, me, and the fence post. They could have been just saying that. But on the other hand, if that's the case, man, then what, what, what kind of confidence do you have in your, the guy you traded up to get in the first round in Jordan Love? If a guy with a broken thumb is better than him. I don't know. I still think it was uh, Aaron Rodgers' decision to make. That's that's just me. Uh, rolling through, by the way, the rest of the National League Central, well, uh, you kind of figured it would happen. Cincinnati, after uh, being knotted up with the Colorado Rockies for the majority of the game, knotted up at f- uh, three apiece. They have now taken the lead, bottom of the eighth, the Reds batting, five to three. They're looking for their 11th straight win. And uh, they've got bases loaded right now, bottom of the eighth. And we'll keep you up to date here over the next couple of minutes. Pirates not climbing back into this one down in uh, in uh, PNC, uh, where the Cubs on the road are beating the Pirates 8-3. to three. So the streaking Cubs, who continue to win, trying to get back to 500, 35-38 on the season. The Cubs are trying to get themselves a win as well. And that's 8-3. to three. Meanwhile, uh, Milwaukee and Arizona still scoreless in the bottom of the third with uh, Joey Weimer at the plate. So uh, nothing going on there. Cardinals coming up later on tonight, taking on the Washington Nationals. That's in D.C. And uh, the Cardinals just trying to hang tough. But, man, I'll tell you what, Cincinnati, if they pull this thing off, uh, the end, uh, the eighth just ended. They grounded into a, a double play to end the eighth inning. So they go to the top of the ninth with the Reds leading 5-3 to three at Great American Ballpark. And this would be their 11th straight should they win, and that means the Brewers are just trying to keep pace and remain just a short way back in the National League Central if uh, if Cincinnati pulls this thing off and uh, the Brewers can keep pace. Brewers looking for their second one in a row, and like I said, Cincinnati looking for their 11th in a row. Uh, and St. Louis, they've won four straight. They're trying to climb their way back a little bit. They just can't. When you're sitting in the bottom of the division, eight games back, anybody in the division that wins that day, just makes it that much harder for you to climb back into it. And considering that, as they say, it's about one and a half games a week if you go if you get on a hot streak, about one and a half games a week if you play better than average baseball, if you start winning series, about one and a half games a week is what it takes for you to climb back in, into this thing. Well, then you think, well, you're eight games back. That's six weeks' worth of baseball. That's the end of July. You would have to win almost every series – now you got to give them a little extra time because you got the uh, all-star break thrown in there. But on average, which means it would take you to the end, end of July, maybe the first week of August, for the Cardinals to even think about climbing back into this thing near the top spot in the division. And they have decisions to make prior to that as to whether or not they're buyers or sellers. So they would really have to start playing winning baseball right now for management in St. Louis to believe that they're going to have a legitimate shot at catching, not only catching Cincinnati or Milwaukee, 
with then overtaking them and winning the division and finding themselves in the postseason. Because as it stands right now, they are 12 games under 500, and uh, they have got some decisions to make. Meanwhile, in Milwaukee, the Brewers three games over, half game back, and they're just trying to get healthy, trying to get healthy again, Try you know, kind of just hang on until you get Woodruff back, probably around the all-star break or thereafter. Uh, and uh, everybody's going to be looking for a bat. Cincinnati's going to be looking for an arm, but uh, the Brewers certainly going to be looking for a bat. Maybe uh, we talked about Uribe a little earlier, who's down in uh, AAA right now. Maybe he comes up and bolsters the bullpen. And uh, if that's the case, and you get Miley pitching well, Burns turns it around, Peralta continues to throw and uh, and not get injured, and then you get Woodruff back, well, maybe you got one of the more formidable starting rotations in baseball. You get it fortified from a guy or two in the minors, and you pick up a bat. Who knows? You know, why not Milwaukee, right? Why not Milwaukee? So, again, thanks to the uh, staff and management here at Point Brewing, and uh, they have just been fantastic. And I'm sorry to, uh, that our buddy Joe Martino wasn't able to be here, but uh, God love Joe. And, uh, Joe, I'm sure we'll see each other down at Calderon Club down in Milwaukee at some time soon. And uh, I'm sure he's either listening to the program, driving in, or just landing, uh, coming back from L.A. where he went to see his son. But, Nevertheless, we'll uh, we'll say thanks again, and uh, we're going to head on over to Rothschild now. We're going to go to the bar where we're going to enjoy a cigar dinner tonight back in Milwaukee tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, nothing, nothing new as of right now when it comes to the scores. There you go. That's it. That'll do it. Time for us to get out of here until we talk again tomorrow, 20 hours from now. Have a good one, stay safe, and we will talk again this morrow. See ya.